Chairs No Waiting, episode number 710, In Defense of Mayberry. Two Chairs No Waiting is brought to you each week by the folks over at WeaversDepartmentStore.com. Drop by over at Weavers and check out some of the great Mayberry items they have. Hurry and get your 2023 Andy Griffith Show wall calendar. You can get that and hang it on the wall. It's great. Great pictures. You'll love it. And you might also want a desk calendar, a little day-by-day flip book calendar for 2023. Go over to WeaversDepartmentStore.com and check out both of those things and pick up a copy. Lots of new stuff as well. Two Chairs No Waiting is also brought to you by donations from listeners like you. The executive producer of episode number 710 is Eric Lowry. Eric Lowry. Thank you, Eric. Uh, Eric, uh, actually, Eric is uh, supporting us by donating what we're going to talk about tonight. So you're going to enjoy this in defense of Mayberry. We're going to do that. We'll play a little bit of trivia. I think we'll have time for that. And then we will hear from Spirit Walker with returning to Mayberry. So this should be a lot of fun. So a few weeks ago... Uh, Eric Lowry, who is a, you know, he's a friend of mine. He's been, uh, he's been a Mayberry tribute artist for, I don't know, several years now, uh, probably something in the order of 12 to 14. I'm not quite sure exactly, but he has been the mayor, Mayor Pike or Mayor Stoner, whichever mayor we needed him to be at the time. He was the mayor. And he is, uh, he's in the Mayberry Man movie as Mayor Pike, and he's also in the movie as a judge. He plays the judge, if you've seen the Mayberry Man movie. He's the judge at the very beginning of the movie. And he did an absolutely amazing job as the judge. So, so the other day, he posted a message. It was back uh, about two or three weeks ago. about It was called In Defense of Mayberry. And I asked him if I could share that here on the podcast, because it is definitely something that captures, I think, the spirit of Mayberry and captures, too, why grown people like myself, who dresses up like Floyd the Barber, and he, who dresses up as uh, Mayor Pike, Eric Lowry, and so many of the other tribute artists, why we do that. Part of the reason as to why... We do that. I think, I think this captures it very well. So, Eric, thanks for letting me share it, and let's get into it. I'm going to share this with you. Have a little background music to make it sound better. <laughs> so, in defense of Mayberry, this is from Eric. I've been hearing Mayberry mentioned quite a bit in reference to our hometown in this political season. Depending on who's making the statement, the sentiment is positive or not quite as positive. I understand that people have differences of opinion on this subject. Regardless, this is evidence that Mayberry continues to have an impact on our culture. To learn more, I encourage you to watch The Mayberry Effect, the documentary. You can see it. You can find it online on streaming services. And I encourage you, this is Alan, watch Mayberry Man as well. They're very complimentary of each other. Back to Eric. As for me, I recall something I wrote in a letter to a friend after attending Mayberry Days Festival a couple of years ago. I'd been performing as a tribute artist for 10 years at this point. I've decided that I'd share it with a wider audience to express how I feel about Mayberry and how it can be a positive influence on our lives over 60 years after the show first aired. 
So here it goes on to say, sacred. Sacred. To be regarded with great respect and reverence. What a powerful word. I spent this Mayberry days searching for a way to describe what I was feeling. I haven't yet figured out why I was feeling this way, but my friend Phil Bernard wrote a lengthy post and captured part of it. So here's an example of what Phil said. Phil said, I remember my first time attending the Mayberry Festival in 2009 and encountering what I learned to be the tribute artist. These are folks that become, if you will, Floyd the Barber, Barney, Gomer, Goober, Ernest T., Briscoe Darling, Thelma Lou, Mayor Pike, Colonel Harvey, Mr. McBeavy, the Fun Girls, <laughs> uh, just too many to name them all roaming the streets and interacting with everyone. I'd throw a line at them from the show and they'd throw one right back. There's nothing like stopping in the street and singing Low and Lonely with Bo Pierce's Briscoe or Old Aunt Mariah stuck in fire with Phil Fox as Ernest T. Bass and let Alan Newsom as Floyd take a little snip off the top. Sheer joy. These great folks put in long days bringing smiles to people. That's from Phil Bernard. Back to Eric. This. This is why I do what I do as a tribute. Not for the stage shows, although many fans mention how much they enjoy them. Not for the celebrities, although... It's a definite treat to meet them and even become friends with them. Not for the other tributes, although several have become close personal friends. I do it for a chance to look in the eyes of a fan and see them smile like they don't have a care in the world. For just a minute, they're interacting with a piece of Mayberry and it's changing their life. That is sacred and powerful. Many fans that I talked to this year mentioned that they wished their world could be more like Mayberry. Far more of them than ever before said that. They said they were able to leave a lot of things behind and at Mayberry Days just live for a time when people truly cared for each other. Place where kindness was the rule, not the exception. A place where genuine smiles came easy. Many times I heard people express their desire for their hometown and their workplace to be more like Mayberry. The first time I heard this, my answer came out before I even thought about it. I said, it can be. Just go home and make your world, Mayberry. If we want our world to be a better place, we have the ability to make it so. I told them that it has to start with us. We can choose kindness. We can choose patience. We can choose gentleness. As I heard those words coming out of my mouth, I recognized them 
as the fruits of the Spirit found in the book of Galatians. <laughs> that made sense to me. I'm not wise enough to come up with that on my own. I also knew that my own desires often conflict with the advice I was given. It became clear that those words were meant for me, too. On my drive home, I continued to ruminate on the feelings that I had. I thought, why did these people say they wanted their lives to feel more like they were living in Mayberry? Mayberry wasn't perfect. Mayberry had its Roger Hanovers, its Uncle Ollie's, its Ben Weaver's. It had its gossips, and it had moonshiners. It had its shoplifters, and even prideful spinsters. For those who watch the show over and over again, like me, uh, we can list many less than positive people and situations in Mayberry. A lot less than positive people. For goodness sakes, the main character is a single father and his son. I can think of a lot of people in that boat, and heaven knows that's a very hard thing. But for all the negatives, it also had Andy, who navigated through dishonesty, through the egos and the manipulators. He knew that if someone didn't offer an alternative to the negative, then negativity would win. He chose love. And in the end, those around him were better off for it. That didn't mean that there would be no situations where dishonesty, ego, and manipulation would try to influence the outcomes. It just meant that there was something bigger that was worth fighting for. Something sacred that would always be present as long as he chose to strive for love. Whether it was treating Otis like a person of value, even though he continued to fall in with evil companions, or finding ways to clean up after Barney while trying to preserve his dignity, or being humble enough to apologize to Opie when he jumped to conclusions. Andy chose love. So, it finally settled in my heart. Mayberry is sacred. Mayberry events are sacred. I can't keep others from acting ways contrary to the Mayberry spirit, but I can choose how I act and how I react. I can choose to try and provide an alternative that keeps the Mayberry spirit alive. If I don't, then the negativity wins and Mayberry will fade into the past never to be experienced again. If that happens, I'm not the only one who loses. Thousands upon thousands of people just like those I met this weekend will lose the opportunity to experience the spirit of Mayberry for themselves. I've made my choice. I choose love. I choose Mayberry. <laughs>
uh, Eric, that was so well stated. And thank you so much for letting me share that with everyone. People have often asked me, why do I do this? Why do I, why do, I do Floyd? Why, is it, why, do I, why have I spent now 710 episodes of a podcast talking about a show that's now 62 plus years old? I think Eric caught it pretty well. It's sacred. And it's something we need to strive toward. Right, something to be better at. It reminded me as I was reading through that. There's in the Christmas Carol, and Scrooge, Scrooge asks his nephew, "Why do you go about with the Merry Christmas on your lips?" And it, lips, and he says, "Because Christmas has done me good." I'm not comparing the Mayberry to Christmas because you know that's a that's a big gift we we're given. But that spirit is what we're talking about. The spirit of kindness, gentleness, love. I think that is what we strive for on the Andy Griffith Show, to care about each other, to be friends with one another. And Eric said it so well. So, Eric, thank you again for that uh, great job of defending Mayberry. So in defense of Mayberry, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, let's play a little bit of trivia now. All right, let's get my music going for the trivia. There we go, trivia music. (laughs) Now, this trivia won't be as hard as last week's trivia that was on the Mayberry Cruise. If you guys want to go with us, the Mayberry Cruise information is available. We're going next year for Cruise to Mayberry 16. It's going to be October 28th through November the 2nd of 2023. You can head over to facebook.com slash Mayberry Cruise. Get all the information. Contact Sharon and book your cruise. Go with us. Looking forward to seeing you. All right. Question number one. Question number one. Everybody got their pencils and paper out? Here we go. Barney told Gomer about the gold shipment coming through town. True or false? Barney told Gomer about the gold shipment coming through town. True or false? (laughs) All right, last read, and then we'll give you the answer. Barney told Gomer about the gold shipment coming through town. True or false? The answer is false. So our follow-up question who told Gomer about the gold shipment truck? Who told him about it? Who told Gomer about the gold shipment truck coming through town? Who was it? Question two. Who was it that told Gomer about the gold shipment truck? It was false that it was Barney. But who told him? The answer is you and me and Laura Lee Hobbs, we're going to be there to meet it. <laughs> so it was Laura Lee Hobbs. Laura Lee Hobbs. There you go. Question number three. Who said they's all keyed up? Who said they's all keyed up? <laughs> Who said it? All right. I'm going to read it last time, but it gives away the answer because who said they's all keyed up? <laughs> it was Briscoe. 
Briscoe Darling. This is Briscoe, Dar- Briscoe Darling. Briscoe Darling said it. All right. Number four. All right. Who talked to chicken hawks at the duck pond? Ooh, this is kind of hard. Who talked, quote, to chicken hawks at the duck pond? Who talked to chicken hawks at the duck pond? Folks, there's a whole book of Mayberry trivia over at Weavers. If you'd like to get these and just be able to read them yourself, you can get them. I'll give you a multiple choice. Who talked to chickens at the duck pond? Was it Barney, Andy, Goober, or Peggy? The answer is about who talked to chicken hawks at the duck pond. It was Andy. That's right. All right. So that was number four. Number five. Number five. Peggy skipped rocks at the duck pond. True or false? Peggy skipped rocks at the guff at the duck pond. <laughs> I don't take my shoes off in front of everybody. The girls all have brothers. <laughs> all right, who skipped rock or did Peggy skip rocks at the duck pond? True or false? She did. Uh, Peggy skipped rocks at the duck pond. True or false? The answer is, that's true. That is true. All right, number six. Who said, I don't care what you do. Put me under the bright locks. Lock me up. I can't tell you. Ooh, this is a hard one. So here, who said, quote, I don't care what you do. Put me under the bright lights. Lock me up. I can't tell you. End quote. Who said that? That was kind of hard. Hmm. I don't think I knew this one. Who said, quote, I don't care what you do. Put me under the bright lights. Lock me up. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. They got it right in the chat room, so I'm going to give you the answer. Who said that? Who said, I don't care what you do. Put me under the bright lights. Lock me up. What? Jan got it. Goober. It was Goober. Yes, Mrs. Weaver. I don't remember that. When did he say that? That's good. All right. I don't remember. I I feel like I need to go watch an episode right now. All right. Let's see. Uh, What number are we on? Eight. Number, no, seven. Yes, number seven. At the County Fair Shooting Gallery. At the County Fair Shooting Gallery. How many shots would you get for 25 cents? At the County Fair Shooting Gallery, how many shots would you get for 25 cents? Oh, is that where that was from? Go Opie in the Carnival. That's where that's from. Okay. I'll have to go watch that episode. I don't remember him saying it. Gosh. I'm slipping. All right. At the County Fair Shooting Gallery, how many shots would you get for 25 cents? The answer is five. The chat room is blowing up with the number five. They all got a bunch of people got it in the chat room. How are you doing? Are you doing all right? So here's our last question. Number eight. Okay. Andy's middle name was what? What was it? Andy's middle name was what? We're talking about Andy Taylor. Andy Taylor's middle name was what? Okay. You got any ideas? I can give you some multiple choices on this. So Andy Taylor's middle name was... Was it Zachary, Jefferson, 
Milton or Jackson? Uh, folks in the chat room are chiming in with the answer. Jackson is the answer. Jackson. All right. How did you guys do? How did y'all go? That was pretty fun. Those are pretty good. I don't remember that Goober quote. So that's in, uh, folks in the chat room are telling me that that was in the carnival episode. I'll be in the carnival. So I'm going to have to go watch that. All right. Something to do. All right. I got, I can't be doing stuff like that. All right, guys, that was our trivia. I hope you did well. It's eight questions. I hope you did all right on them. Now we're going to go in here, uh, from, uh, spirit Walker with returning to Mayberry. So I hope you're going to enjoy it. So take it away, spirit Walker. Oh, he's singing to us. I hear him. I hear him coming. Sit back, relax, and laugh with friendly folks you know. Shake up your fishing pole. Welcome to Returning to Mayberry with special correspondent Spirit Walker from the Andy Griffith Show Esquire Club. Thanks, Randy. Hello, Mayberry Spirit Watchers. Welcome to my undisclosed location. Somewhere deep within the bowels of the Andy Griffith Show Research Laboratories and Boot Camp, where me and the boys at the lab have embarked upon another challenge. I received the challenge from loyal listener Chris Inabinet. Chris challenged me to connect the Andy Griffith Show and Hogan's Heroes. Chris, challenge accepted. But I must admit that the very first thing that came to mind was the fact that the Andy Griffith Show and Hogan's Heroes were both filmed on the same back lot. As you can see, Mayberry occupies the east end of the 40 acres back lot, and Starlog 13 was on the west end. In fact, remember in Lawman Barney, when Barney ran off those two guys that were selling produce on the side of the road? When those two guys go around that curb and disappear, behind that big berm on the left, they will be entering the gates of Stalag 13 and, by the way, be immediately arrested by Colonel Clink. So they didn't really get away. I also thought of Larry Hobus, who played Gilly Walker in two episodes of Tags, and he played Sergeant Carter in 168 episodes of Hogan's Heroes. I thought I'd put 13 strands of barbed wire on our compound fence. So here's 13 more connections for you. Let's start with a man who looks like he belongs in a prison camp, Frank Gerstel. Gerstel played American General Aloysius Barton in the General Swap episode of Hogan's Heroes and escaped convict Dirksen in the Manhunt episode of Tags. On the flip side, Bernard Fox played the affable gentleman's gentleman Malcolm Merriweather in three TAGS episodes and a captured British officer, Colonel Crittenden, in eight episodes of Hogan's Heroes. Of course, there were some women involved with both shows. Ruta Lee appeared in three episodes of Hogan's Heroes and tricked and enamored Andy in two episodes of TAGS. Joyce Jameson played fun girl Skippy in three episodes of TAGS and then appeared as two different characters in two episodes of Hogan's Heroes. The lovely and zany Jackie Joseph played Ramona Ankrum in My Fair Ernest T. Bass and appeared as prisoner Charlene Hemsley in the I Look Better in Basic Black episode of Hogan's Heroes. Of course, what's the beloved Romina without Ernest T. himself? 
Howard Morris directed 14 episodes of Hogan's Heroes after playing Ernest T. Bass in five episodes of Tags. Elixir Salesman Colonel Harvey was played by John Daner in Aunt B's Medicine Man and then played two different German officers in three episodes of Hogan's Heroes. Speaking of imbibing, Hal Smith played Hans Spear in the Swing Shift episode of Hogan's Heroes and the fun-loving Otis Campbell in 32 Tags episodes. Parley Bear played Mayor Roy Stoner in seven episodes of Tags and four different characters in four episodes of Hogan's Heroes. Norman Alden appeared as two different characters in two episodes of Hogan's Heroes and two different characters in two episodes of Tags. George N. Nice was Esquire Club member Roger Courtney in The Clubmen and Captain Mueller in two episodes of Hogan's Heroes. Dan Tobin was good at cards as General Von Traeger in the Never Play Cards with Strangers episode of Hogan's Heroes after beating Barney at a card game as Gentleman Dan Caldwell in Andy and the Gentleman Crook. And who would I have as number 13 other than the jinx himself, Henry Bennett, played by Carl Swenson in the Jinx episode of Tags. Swenson would go on to play German doctor Carl Svensson in the How to Win Friends and Influence Nazis episode of Hogan's Heroes. Of course, I could have added that directors Bruce Bilson and Bob Sweeney directed in both shows, and writers Harvey Bullock and Jack Ellenson wrote for both shows, but I thought 13 was enough. Hey, I'd love to hear from you. Drop me a line at tagsrl55 at gmail.com or contact me on my Facebook group, The Andy Griffith Show Esquire Club. Until next time, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. And keep spreading that Mayberry spirit. I thank you. It's so fine to spend some time all right. Thank you, Spirit Walker. Thank you so much. Uh, definitely, guys, uh, go over to his Facebook group. It's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash T-A-G-S Esquire Club. You can go and check that out. Uh, Spirit Walker, great report, as always. He always does a great report, so I really uh, appreciate that. Uh, folks, that is all I have for us tonight, I do believe. We are done in less than 30 minutes. <laughs> The last few episodes have been so long. Uh, this one seems short, even though it's a normal length episode. So again, I want to thank Spirit Walker. I want to thank Eric Lowry for allowing me to use his content as well. Uh, it's just always uh, it's always great when someone can capture in words in a great way uh, what Mayberry means to hopefully all of us, uh, hopefully all of us, me and you. So folks, I would love to hear from you. If, uh, uh, you can give me a call at 888-684-8415. You can call me there or you can email me at Floyd at imaberry.com. Drop by two chairs, no waiting.com. And you can get all that information there. If you can't remember it, I would love to hear from you because it's always fun to hear from you. You, you hear from me every week and it's always fun for me to hear back. Folks, we've got uh, a couple of more weeks. I'll be gone for a week uh, around Thanksgiving again, but we've got a show for you ready to go. It'll be good there. Uh, so I'll be here next week live, and then after that I think we'll have a premiere week, and then I'll be back. So, folks, have a great week, and I'll see you here on Two Chairs. <laughs>